Welcome to a special episode of Fear Not, the podcast that tells us why we are afraid of all the wrong things and oblivious to what can actually kill us. We're headed south for some urgent Fear Florida updates. Trending this week, Florida man who threw feces at a judge has a copycat and this one hit the target. Florida woman who bit a camel in the ball says, I'm already dead, save the dog. Florida ass eater gets Daniel Tosh web redemption. Floridians find a use for all those dead iguanas. I hope you're hungry. And if you fear clowns, do not go to a theater near you because Wrinkles the Clown, the movie premiered and we have the reviews. That and so much more coming up on Fear Not. Today is gonna be a good day. Don't care what anybody else say. Oh, I don't need a budget cookie to tell me the way I'm feeling. Gonna be a good day. A good day. Welcome back to Fear Not. It's episode 23. I'm Alonzo Bowden, and I'm here without my fear-busting buddy, Dr. Barry. He's on vacation, so I'm flying solo on this week's podcast. Our crack research team, which is really just Adam and Scott in their spare time, have discovered a whole bunch of new information to add to that certain what the f*** Florida to each story. I'm counting five reasons to fear Florida based on how crazy the updates are. Now... I am here with Adam. Adam's going to be jumping in now and then. Say hello to the people, Adam. Hey, Alonzo. How's it going, man? Adam represents millennials. He doesn't like to be called one, but he's got the beard. He's got the whole thing. Well, on a previous episode, you said millennials are good, so I'm good now, right? I do. I I love millennials. I love that you guys care and you're, you're like oblivious to the fact you have no future. As a matter of fact, here in California, we're just going to burn it down. Literally. How do you feel about that, Adam? Well, I got no future. You're right. There we go. It's all, <laughs> all present right now. All right. Few updates. Next week, November 11th to 17th, I am going to be at Brad Garrett's Comedy Club at the MGM Grand in Las Vegas. And you never know when Brad's going to pop in, which is always fun. Thanksgiving weekend, I am at the Arlington Draft House just outside of Washington, D.C. That's November 29th and 30th. And then I'm back in California at the Comedy Store in La Jolla on December 6th, 7th and 8th. So I got a lot coming up it's uh it's going to be a good month what how about you adam what do you got going well alonzo i want to do a quick update for barry actually he's going to be on the jim jeffries show uh that's this week it's on comedy central so however you watch television don't miss that again that's this week barry's going to be on comedy central so check it out now listen thank you for listening keep spreading the word and keep helping us grow submit your questions or just tell us how good we sound on Twitter, we're at Fear Not Official, and of course, you can always email us at fearnotofficial at gmail.com. And while you're there, please subscribe. And now, in the immortal words of Dr. Barry, let's get this thing started. So here we go. The top five reasons to fear Florida, ranked by how crazy the updates are. All right. Number five, Wrinkles the Clown. The crazy sextagenarian clown and internet sensation, the one who Florida parents have been hiring to scare the crap out of their kids, has a movie. Now, before we tell you about the movie, here's a reminder of the story of Wrinkles the Clown from episode 20. Now, this is according to the Washington Post. Desperate parents in Naples, Florida, have a new weapon in their arsenal for reining in misbehaving kids. His name 
is wrinkles. For a few hundred bucks, he'll make an appearance at your party or gathering, prank your friend, or even scare your misbehaving kids straight. He was hired by one mother looking for a way to reform her troublemaking 12-year-old. Now, this is from Wrinkles. He was scared of clowns, and I showed up across the street from him at the bus stop, and he just started crying in front of his friends and ran home. His mother called back a few days later and said, thank you. Now when he acts bad, she just asked him, do you want wrinkles to come back? <laughs> Is that even legal? <laughs> Although I don't know that he should be giving up his hook like this. It's going to be a bunch of other clowns trying to move in on wrinkles action. <laughs> there was more in the original story that's good to know because it wasn't just parents who called Wrinkles for help. And you called him out on this, Alonzo. <laughs> <laughs> Wrinkles said he's received requests from people to help them dump a body and regularly receives explicit requests to engage in lurid behavior. Okay, all right. This has Florida written all over <laughs> it. it. I, I love this. We're burying bodies in the Everglades. We got... <laughs> Hot strip club clowning. I love it. <laughs> he always declines, he said, lying to us. Right now, he said he's booked through January. I got women calling me all the time. Young ones, too. Like weird goths with chains and stuff. I've had enough psycho women in my life already. That's why I'm divorced. <laughs> How bad is it for a woman's ego, for her self-esteem, when she calls Wrinkles the clown and offers him a hookup and he's like... Nah, you're weird. <laughs> so here's the update. On October 3rd, just in time for Halloween, Wrinkles the Clown, the movie premiered. Now here's a clip from the trailer. Hey, Wrinkles, I need you to come get these kids. Yeah, I got a child that's supposed to be here. bucks, come scare found out about Wrinkles through a news story. Meet Southwest Florida's Wrinkles the Clown. Hi, Wrinkles. I'm a reporter at the Washington Post. I'm a Post. reporter at the Naples Daily News. I've just seen your story blow up online. You can call him. He'll scare people for you. Sorry, you've reached Wrinkles the Clown. <laughs> <laughs> You're scared of little people that can't defend themselves. I'll take this baseball bat and beat your balls in. You don't know if he's trying to do this for fun or trying to kill you. It's like a boogeyman situation. Oh, my God! We know that there's a human underneath, and yet you don't know their identity, and that creeps people out. The reviews are in for this movie, which is actually, I guess it's a documentary about the phenomenon of Wrinkles the Clown. And despite it being about wrinkles, despite it being about Florida, it got decent reviews, it did. including this from the L.A. Times. The Wrinkles the Clown documentary is fairly horrifying. The movie's a reminder that even abstract concepts can have a dark, persuasive power. Ooh. Now, what do you what do you think about this? Honestly, I did go on to my movie app and look and see if it was playing here in L.A. Uh, it was a little bit of a drive, so I didn't make it, but it's in theaters. Are you going to go see it? I would see it, but I'd see it online. Like, I'll wait until Wrinkles is, is streaming. There we go. I guarantee you this. I haven't looked it up, but I guarantee you. There'll be the psychologist and that angle comparing it to the Joker. Right. And what does this say about our society? What does it mean? And blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And shut up. Right. Like, it, it's a clown <laughs> who scares the hell out of kids. He, oh. He's weird. He's creepy. I don't know if it comes up in the movie as to who he is. That's the thing that I, I looked into immediately because from our original story, we never got the name or uh, face of Wrinkles. Right. It, it's anonymous. So I looked into it to see, is it revealed in the movie? 
And I don't, I don't know. That's part of the draw to going to go see this thing. Does he take the mask off at some point? Oh, I don't think he ever should. It's actually dangerous for him. And the reason I say it's dangerous because it's Florida. Some crazy some bitch was, I was standing my ground at the 7-Eleven and clown some bitch <laughs> came and blam. Right. I done killed the clown. So Alonzo, real quick, on Rotten Tomatoes, it got a 67%. Here's some other movies that it got a better rating than. The Sandlot, 61%. It got better than that. Spaceballs, 59%. Step Brothers, a classic. 55%, and then uh, my own, you know, like I said, I'm a millennial right here, my childhood, Space Jam, 43%. Wrinkles the Clown, the movie, beat all of those in critics' reviews. You know what? Good for Wrinkles. Listen, Ringling Brothers is out of business, right? Clowning is a tough gig. So Wrinkles found a niche. <laughs> Fear Florida. I, what are you going to say? Locking in at number four is a guy who paid over $9,000 at an auction for what he thought was a Florida condo near Fort Lauderdale, but he actually bought a one-foot-wide strip of useless land. Now, there's an update. It includes the guy who bought it and his son tailgating on the strip. <laughs> but before we go there, here's a quick reminder of the story from back in episode 11. So a Florida man buys what he thought was a villa in Tamarack, which is near Fort Lauderdale, for $9,100. He bought it from the Florida state government without going to see it. The picture used to market it, it showed two side-by-side -side garages divided by a small strip of land with a couple of mailboxes on it. Turns out the garages and their attached condos were not included. Evidently, the land runs between the two garages and continues out back through the backyards to the next property line. Now, how this got put on the market is absurd. He asked the state of Florida to give him his money back, and so far, they have refused. I just love it because you showed a picture of these two condos or two houses and these two garages, and this guy's like, man, I'm getting Florida property for only $9,100. And technically, he does have Florida property for only $9,100. You know, if it's a foot wide, how big are alligators? I think he can raise one. So here's the update. Inside Edition caught up with the dad, whose name is actually, are you going to believe this? Curval Holness. Not a lot of curvils around there. Yeah, I like wholeness, too. It's what he didn't get. He didn't get the whole house. He just got part of it. <laughs> now, I wonder, is it pronounced wholeness? It's spelled H-O-L-E-N-E-S-S. So is that wholeness or maybe it's holiness? Yeah, that sounds a little better, <laughs> as in your holiness. You, sir, are an idiot. <laughs> and here he is with his son, Curval Holiness Jr., because, as Lewis Black would say, why the hell not? And they're talking about their purchase. This father and son are kicking back on the new piece of land they just bought in South Florida. And we mean piece of land. Howdy, neighbors. <laughs> Kerville Holness and his son Kerville Jr. thought they got the deal of a lifetime, paying $9,100 in an online auction for a home valued at $177,000. But you know what they say about deals too good to be true. They feel duped because they say the real estate auction showed the villa, not the strip of land. Their new neighbors can't quite believe it. What do you think about this? I think that's ridiculous. <laughs> So this is what one of the things I love about this. They're sitting there on their strip of this. land. 
joking, saying hi, neighbor, to the neighbors who actually own the houses right. on both sides. That's funny for one day, right? <laughs> right. And you, you come home and you're like, all right, the joke's over. Get yeah. the hell off my land. Right. Like, we don't want you just camping out between our houses on this two-foot yeah. strip of grass. I don't even think it's a day. I think as soon as Inside <laughs> Edition leaves, if they're still there, you're saying, you know, what the hell is going on here? And, and I agree with the state on this one. Too bad. Because, <laughs> no, this is why. Because when they thought they were getting a hundred and seventy thousand dollar home right. for ninety one hundred dollars, it wasn't like they were saying, "Well, that's unfair." So you got to do your research, and you thought you were getting something for nothing, and you ended up buying a fifty dollar track of, right. of lawn. Well, too bad. If you're in speculation, they'll tell you people who buy old cars, right, hoping that you know the value of this is going to go up. Always a gamble. You might buy something that goes through the roof and you might buy something that's just a piece of crap. On the list of Florida ripoffs, this is pretty low. People have been robbed for much more in Florida. Bad. So, <laughs> yeah, well, wholeness, you'll be, you'll read the fine print next time. That's true. But you know what? Man's name's Kerbal. He deserves a win. He deserves a win for sure. Fear Florida. Number three reason to fear Florida. Based on a truly crazy and pretty gross update, the Florida convict who threw feces at a judge. Now, the update does not include feces, nor is it about the same convict, but it's equally as gross, and this time, the pitcher nailed it. So here's our original story from episode 13. A Miami criminal trial was delayed when a defendant, Dorleans Philidor, 33, defecated on himself and then threw his feces at the judge, yelling, it's protein, it's good for you. So... Philidor is sitting in a wheelchair near the judge named Lisa Walsh. She was his intended target. Now, thankfully, the poop bomb missed her. She scrambled away as her bailiff yelled for her to run. You know, this is something I've never seen on Law & Order. So, this is the second time in two days that Mr. Philidor's potty fetish delayed the trial. The day before, he was in a holding cell next to the courtroom when he defecated and smeared it all over himself and the cell. A doctor was appointed to evaluate Mr. Philidor. Really? Because lawyers and the judge wanted to know if he was faking mental illness for sympathy. That is an exceptional way to fake mental illness. You know, they, they might need to add that. I'm just wondering who was the doctor and what did he do wrong that he was chosen to evaluate this guy? We got a problem with this guy defecating on himself, rubbing it on walls and throwing it at people. You want to go see him? I don't think so. Apparently, they decided he wasn't faking it. And they decided that smearing poop on the wall did not qualify for crazy because the next day they proceeded with the closing arguments. And uh, I think we now know how that turned out. Okay, so that story was back in June. Now, this update is from September. Florida man throws urine on a state prosecutor as he is about to be sentenced for attempted murder. Oh, my God. In March, Albert Narvez, 28 years old, was convicted of attempted murder with a firearm after he forced his ex-girlfriend to stay in a car by threatening her with a gun. After she escaped, he fired at her, but he did not injure her. Narvez, who was tried and found guilty, was in court to be sentenced. He asked to go to the bathroom, and when he returned, he was carrying a bottle filled with a liquid, which was later identified as urine. He charged at Andrew Newman, a Florida assistant state attorney who was the prosecutor in the case, and as Narvez threw the bodily fluid, he shouted, he pissed me off. Well, the guy did have a sense of humor, so good for that one. 
The urine landed all over Newman, including inside his mouth and all over his clothing. Oh, God. Newman said he lunged toward my table. I saw a bottle of some kind in his hand. He screamed a profanity at me, and a liquid landed on the table, my suit, and clothing. Your suit would be your clothing, sir. Yeah, it would you be. You are a lawyer. I, I think he missed the big one that it went in his mouth. Yeah. If he's a lawyer, his mouth is open. That's <laughs> the, what exactly, they do. Exactly, right? Narva's sentencing has been put on hold, and Newman was taken off the case. Too bad for the guy that, you know, getting urine splashed all over him. But right. again, yeah, the first question is, where the hell did he get a bottle? Right. And and how was he in the bathroom unsupervised? Exactly. If he just said, like, I'm going to the bathroom, and they said, go ahead, why wouldn't you leave the courthouse and run? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> you know, right. They let you walk out. You're like, uh, you guys just going to let me go? Yeah. I'll see you in 20 years. And presumably there's a walk from the bathroom back to the courthouse, right? So he's got a bottle in his hand and nobody asked him any questions? I also have to wonder, you know, they said they put his sentencing on hold, right? Why? Why wouldn't you sentence him on the attempted murder and then you add time for, for assaulting the prosecutor? That's the way it would work on Law & Order. That's the standard right there. But if he yelled, he pissed me off as he was throwing a bottle of urine as a comic. If I'm sitting on the right. jury, I'm like, I'm going to let that one go. <laughs> that was hilarious. So maybe he gets less time. <laughs> no, thought, no, I'm just saying that we're going to let that go. Guaranteed he gets pissed on in jail. Now, now compared to the first story, right, Alonzo? The first story was guy flings poop, misses, though. And this guy was right on target. Yeah, but you know what the first guy's mistake? He threw it at a judge. He did. There's a big difference between a prosecutor right. and a judge. You don't mess with judges. <laughs> right. You right. know what I mean? That That's where the other guy was crazier and braver. But he didn't have a good pun to go with it. No, he didn't. If he'd have threw it and said, I've had enough of this shit, then it would have been like, all right, we That's got That's it. Yeah. Got a good one. Fear Florida. Definitely fear Florida. All right, our number two fear Florida story. Florida clarifies the Kill Iguanas directive. Now, here's a story we had in episode 14. So Florida has a problem with a massive green iguana infestation. How do they fix the problem? Well, this is Florida, right? <laughs> so just before the 4th of July, the Florida Fish and Game Wildlife Conservation Commission declared open season on green iguanas. They said, kill these pesky vermin whenever you see them. They are not a protected species. Homeowners do not need a permit to kill iguanas on their own property. So how, how long does this go on? I love that you asked that. Open season on iguanas lasted about a week until a pool worker in Boca Raton was working in a backyard and suddenly he got shot by an iguana bounty hunter. <laughs> the neighborhood hired this guy to get rid of the pests, so... You ask how long it lasted? About a week. Okay. So we've said for months now that people should fear Florida, but people keep moving there anyway. And it seems Florida may have snagged a new citizen. He's from California. He aims to fix the iguana problem by eating them. An entrepreneur. Yeah. So here's the story according to the Palm Beach Post. While others are downright uncomfortable about the invasion of iguanas in South Florida, Anshupatek sees opportunity. Patek makes a living selling iguana meat from his California-based exotic meats operation. Patek has been buying more than 10,000 pounds of iguanas from Florida trappers every month. There's 10,000 pounds yep. of iguana meat business every month. 
Then he processes them in his facility in California. Seems iguana meat is a staple in Central and South America, where they are known as the chicken of the trees. There we go. Who was that who thought chicken of the sea was chicken from underwater? Was that Jessica Simpson? J- Jessica Simpson, yeah. Jessica Simpson. Yep, on her TV and show, now, yep. Jessica, there's a chicken of the trees. <laughs> so we'll, we'll see oh. you soon. So iguana meat goes for $60 a pound. A jumbo piece of iguana, say five to ten pounds, goes for two hundred and sixty bucks. Iguana choppers throughout South Florida have been grilling them for years. It's got a chicken type taste to it, says Steve Kavashansky of Iguana Busters and Iguana Abatement Hunter. Another iguana control hunter, Raj Dion, which is the easiest name in this story, cooks and eats iguanas. Iguanas breed quickly, laying up to 70 eggs, according to the Florida Wildlife Commission. So if you have one on your property, it's only going to get a lot worse, says iguana buster Kavashansky, who traps them, euthanizes them, and then incinerates them. Is that incinerates them or just cooks them well done? (laughs) I don't know. The trappers will soon have another option available, selling live iguanas to Patek at exotic meats. Now here's the kicker, as if this story needs one, right? right? As if at this point, now it's going to get crazy. (laughs) Mr. Patek says business is booming so much that he expects to relocate to Fort Lauderdale by the end of the year. Why should I be here in California when all the iguanas are in Florida, Patek said. It doesn't make any sense. He's going to have iguana tacos, iguana burritos, Mm. and boneless iguana meat, which happens to be gluten-free, I'm guessing. So I had no idea that people ate iguana. And, and I'm, I'm just wondering, okay, so he's bringing all this iguana meat back and forth to South America. Yep. Is this a big cocaine operation? Ooh, I didn't <laughs> think of that. It's just one giant cocaine <laughs> right. operation. Because Customs is not going to open up a thing full of iguana meat. Right. Now, I have eaten camel. Okay. I've eaten, uh, I've definitely eaten alligator. I've had ostrich. I'd say those are the most exotics. Yeah. I haven't had monkey and I haven't had iguana. As far as I know, <laughs> I don't know if I'd, I'd, I guess, yeah, I would try I'd iguana, try some iguana. I mean, but I'm just surprised that there's that much 10,000 pounds a month. I wonder what they do with all that skin. Do, do they make, is there like iguana leather? Alonzo, the, the, the fact that's crazy to me too, is it's 60 bucks a pound. That's yeah, crazy. Well, no, it's not crazy. Think what it takes to get a pound of iguana. I mean, yeah, this, isn't I guess, like, but... this isn't like a, you know, a steer that weighs a thousand pounds and you butcher it and then you got a thousand pounds of meat. Steer, Florida. Before we reveal the number one reason to fear Florida, we're going to have to throw in a few honorable mentions. I don't know if you remember this one. A woman pulled 40 endangered turtles out of a teenage mutant ninja turtle backpack where she also had a one-foot-long alligator in her yoga pants. (laughs) And this was at a routine traffic stop. I love that that's a routine traffic stop. That's a a Florida traffic stop. So here's what happened to her. She was charged with possessing an American alligator, possessing more than one turtle per day. So Florida. More than one turtle per day. (laughs) Right. Transporting more than one turtle or turtle eggs and one count of possessing a soft-shell turtle. So she was sentenced to six months probation, 200 hours of community service, and was ordered to donate $500 to the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission. She's homeless, 
so it is unlikely she will be paying up anytime soon. She's doing the wrong thing. She's got to be getting the iguanas. Yeah, she should be catching iguanas at 60, 60 bucks, bucks a, a pound. pound. Yeah, stop messing with turtles where you can only do one a day. Just go get some iguanas. Oh, uh, well, it's Florida. Right. Here's another quick story. Remember the guy with the I eat sticker yep, on his truck? I remember that. Well, he's made it big because he got his own Tosh.0 web redemption. Dylan. How's it going? Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. Is this the most Florida moment of your life? It is. It's always funny when Florida news comes out. It's always cringeworthy, but I think you were on the right side of it. Yeah. You did us proud. How long was that sticker on your car before you were pulled over? I got it Wednesday, and then that Sunday, I got pulled over. Hey, you got pulled over on the Sabbath. You can't eat on the Sabbath. I try not to. There are far more offensive stickers out there than I eat that are all completely legal. I fist My child eats your honor student's I'll on your chest. Down in Florida, we welcome you to the Sunshine State. And now, ladies and gentlemen, we have reached the number one fear Florida story. We finally make it to the number one reason to fear Florida, and it's a story that didn't even happen in Florida. Here's a reminder of the story we told you about in episode 18. A Florida native, 68-year-old Gloria Lancaster, was fueling up at the Tiger truck stop in Iberville Parish, which is south of Baton Rouge, and here's what happened. He's the only camel in Iberville Parish. Manager Pamela Bose says each week she sees hundreds of visitors, but he had a wild encounter with one visitor, according to the Iberville Parish Sheriff's Deputy Report. A Florida woman, 68-year-old Gloria Lancaster, was chasing after her hearing-impaired dog when she followed it into the camel's enclosure. Barry, I don't think this dog was hearing impaired. I think this dog was trying to escape. <laughs> Evidently, the woman's husband is actually to blame for this story. He was throwing dog treats under the camel's fence. Of course, the hearing impaired pup crawls inside the enclosure. Why do they stay on the hearing impaired? <laughs> they, they make it seem like if he heard them, he wouldn't go after food. Anyway, they yell for him to come back, and guess what? He can't hear them. Wait, is he hearing impaired? It must be. <laughs> so Gloria springs into action, crawling under not one, but actually two fences into Casper the Camel's enclosure. Yes, that is the name of the camel, <laughs> Casper. The 600-pound camel sits on Gloria. Now, just imagine where the camel was in relation to Gloria's head, because not knowing how to get the camel off her, Gloria bites Casper's testicles. Ugh. Well, like any man would, Casper reacts, jumping off Gloria, and Gloria scurries to safety. But then she and her husband were cited by the police for violating the local leash law and, of course, the local don't-bite-camels-on-the-testicle law, <laughs> otherwise known as criminal trespassing. So, first of all, we have now seen surveillance footage of the incident provided by the truck stop's owner. And once you see it, you can't unsee it. You can see Gloria and her husband approach the fence with their unleashed dog. Now, the dog slips into the pen, which has a fence and a single strand of barbed wire. So they're like, keep out, telling the camel to keep in. Now, the rest, and this is according to an article in the Louisiana newspaper, The Advocate, says, The couple tried to shoo away the six-foot-tall dromedary 
that's a camel, swatting at it with a baseball cap, which always works. Have you ever seen the size of a camel? Oh, it's massive. Yeah. In yeah. this security footage, too, it was shocking how little they are compared to this camel. I've ridden a camel. A camel has to be at least six, seven feet tall, like massive. where you climb onto it. They're, yeah. they're huge animals. The animal then knocked Lancaster to the ground and sat on her. She says in a television interview, I told my husband, Get the dog. Get out of here. I'm already dead. My whole body's crushing. I could feel it. I could hear it. And with her hands pinned, Lancaster said she bit what she had to to get the camel to move. Yes, she did. It was his testicles. I bit him and he got off me, and I would do it again. See, that's the yep. part you didn't need to yeah. say. <laughs> see, <laughs> see, you were saving your life. It was a life or death situation. You feel the camel crushing you. Your arms are uh. pinned. I bit him and he got off me. End the story. The moment you add and I would do yeah. it again, now it's Florida. Right. <laughs> she said she believes that she and the truck stop were both to blame because she entered the pen, but the truck stop enclosure wasn't designed to prevent her entry. I believe it had two barbed wire fences. And a sign that said, stay the hell out. So she continued on. There's things I did wrong and there are things they did wrong. Why not come together and see if we can fix this? <laughs> well, because they didn't do anything wrong. Right, yeah. You did wrong. Right. They they put a fence around their camel. Yeah. They meant to put a sign on the side of the camel, do not bite <laughs> balls. Yes. Now, at no point in building this enclosure, in bringing the camel to, to Louisiana, right. which in itself is, what the hell's wrong with you? But, but at no Florida. point did they say, you know... Someone might crawl under this fence and bite the camel on the balls. Like, it's impossible. Right. You can't blame them right, for yeah. not having protected themselves exactly, against yeah. that. And this is this is the problem. And then she's going to sue and say, well, they were partly at fault. And you want the judge to say, no, they had nothing to do with it. Yeah. Well, here's the good news. A veterinarian checked in on Casper the camel, and he prescribed it antibiotics as a precaution, but he found that the camel appeared to be in good health. Thank God. So at least she wasn't a rabid ball biter. That, that, that's important. Because those are the worst. Now, those were our top five reasons to fear Florida. But there's one, and I think it's coming up. Maybe this time next year, it'll be number one. It's a big one. Trump is moving to Florida. Well, he's not actually moving to Florida because, let's be honest, he spends more time at Miralago than he does at the White House. <laughs> right. But, but he's making his he's moving his official residence from New York to Florida. There's speculation okay. as to why, but obviously the reason that everyone believes is the taxes. There are no state taxes right. in Florida. Also, there's no investigation of his tax returns in Florida. Now, the Southern District of New York, they go after Trump. They do not like Trump. Right. And they're, they're trying to get his tax returns. This case might go to the Supreme Court. And so he's just skipping out. Yep. He's like, I'm going to Florida. <laughs> uh, Cuomo, the governor of New York, said, you know, good riddance. We won't miss you because you didn't pay taxes while you were here. Yeah. Right. Because, you know, Trump's big claim that I'm the billionaire, I'm the super businessman, mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. And then on his tax returns, Turns. The rumor is who nobody knows because nobody's seen him, but pretty strong rumor is he's not a billionaire. Right. And, and we do know his business practices and how much money he's lost. I said it, I don't know how many years ago, the man bankrupted casinos. If you can bankrupt a casino, if you can <laughs> bankrupt a business that people come yeah. to to lose money, they literally <laughs> walk in the door. I have this oh. money to lose. I'm willing to lose. And you're like, 
how do I make this work? You're not a brilliant businessman. But anyway, yep. <laughs> he's taking it to Florida. They're all going to move down there. And um, I'm pretty sure we're going to have some Fear Florida stories. Boy, this is truly terrifying. Even the supporters and the people who hang out at Mar-a-Lago, uh-huh. I think even they're like, wait, he's going to, what? Do we have a homeowners association? So good luck on this one, Florida, a future number one Fear Florida story. I like trying to think of which of these stories that we had in our top five would be the funniest with him in it. And I'm debating between him eating an iguana burrito or some people breaking in and tattooing misspelled words all over him. No, I think it has to be the eating story because the others, you can't do it. He is a president, so you can't get to him to tattoo a name on him, right? You can't throw feces at him. As for getting peed on, well, Putin has a video. That's all I'm saying. Fear Florida. Closing time. Open all the doors and let you out into the world. That is it for our special Fear Florida update episode. We hope you enjoyed it and continue to fear Florida. Today is gonna be a good day. Don't care what If you like what you heard, hell, even if you hated what you heard, hit the subscribe button and tune in every week. Give us a five-star review to help us rise on the charts. And as always, if you hear news stories that make your hair stand on end or they sound like someone is trying to fill you with fear, send them to us at fearnotofficial.com or tweet us at fearnotofficial. And we'll see if we can uh, find the truth. Let us know what you're scared of. Fear Not is a Stone and Company entertainment production hosted by Alonzo Bowden and Dr. Barry Glasner. Executive produced by Scott A. Stone. Produced and edited by Adam Everest. Written by Scott A. Stone, Barry Glasner, and Adam Everest. Alonzo writes stuff too. Don't believe him. Our sound engineer is Tim Moore. Legal Beagles, Loeb and Loeb. Crack accountants are 10 key accounting. Special thanks to Gary Brown, Betsy Amster, and Adam's imaginary girlfriend.